to What We Stay Alive For, the podcast where we look into deep philosophical concepts and we directly apply them to our own lives. I'm Katie, and today we're talking about a very interesting topic called the Manichaean Temptation. Now, before we really get into this and what it is, I just want to say to all of you, thank you for listening. I really appreciate that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast, and I really hope that you're enjoying it and that you're getting something out of it. Just know that I really appreciate you. Also, another little update is that I am working on a website that is going to be a lot more interactive. It's going to have a lot more information on it, and hopefully there I'll be able to put transcripts to each of these episodes, and I'll be able to put show notes and links as well. So it's going to be a lot more engaging than the website that I currently use. So just be on the lookout for that. I'm working on it right now, and I'm very excited to get that up and running. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a place where you can rate it, like Spotify, I would really appreciate it. If you want to go ahead and rate it, you obviously don't have to, but that would be awesome. All right, so the Manichaean Temptation. First off, I want to cite another podcast, and this is the Dangerous History Podcast, and specifically episode 195 called The Manichaean Temptation. So this is the place where that term is coined, is from this podcast. The host of that podcast named CJ, he really gives a very deep dive of what this is. And he also goes into why it's called the Manichaean Temptation and some history behind that. So that's very interesting. If you want to check that out, I highly recommend you listen to his podcast. It is so good and chock full of so many examples, especially historical examples. It's a great podcast. So essentially, the Manichaean Temptation, as CJ in the Dangerous History podcast explains, is an innate psychological tendency that, if left unchecked, can lead to bad thinking and bad behaviors. This tendency used to help us as humans, but as we have advanced so much, it's sort of just become maladaptive and we have to be aware of it and just know that it can cloud our thinking. And that goes for heuristics in general, these shortcuts to thinking. So the Manichaean temptation is like a dualistic or a black and white view of the world. It's a tendency to sort the world into black and white or just two distinct separate groups without any other categories or any gradations, so there's no gray area. Things are black and white, and that's all they can be. One of the quotes that CJ uses in his Dangerous History podcast, again, episode 195, if you want to check that out, is a quote from George W. Bush, and he says, if you're not with us, you're with the terrorists. So that's just sort of a example of what this is. Something can either be all good or all bad. Nothing in the gray area, nothing in the middle. Now, CJ also points out that we see almost everything as either a tool to help us or as an obstacle to overcome. And he says that we don't notice the other things. Now, that sort of led me to try to find an example of this. And one of the, it's probably more of an elementary example, but one thing that I thought of was, say again, and I use this example all the time, But say you're driving down the highway and there's a really slow car in front of you. You see that car as a hindrance, as an obstacle, because you want to pass him. You see the empty left lane next to you as a tool. I can use the left lane and I can pass the slow driver, right? What we don't see is maybe the other things. Maybe there's a beautiful sunset that we miss out on because we're only looking for tools or obstacles. In a sunset, you could argue that it's just a sunset. It's not going to 
help us or hurt us. It's just what it is. Now, this example probably has some problems, but that's just, you know, very rudimentary example of tools or obstacles, black or white. Now, to really illustrate the Manichaean temptation, I'm going to go through an example, and maybe you've experienced this before. I think a lot of people have because it's so common. So if you can think of an expert in something that you like to follow online, maybe you like to watch this person's videos or you read their articles, you subscribe to a blog, whatever it is, you enjoy their content because you see that they are an expert in it or that they know something about it. You want to learn from that and you understand their points and you agree with them on those points. And then maybe this person, whoever they are, they post something that is different or something that you don't agree with. Maybe they decide just for once to get political, right? And maybe their politics, you find out, are different to your politics. You completely disagree with them. You sort of get angry. How could they think this? You know, I thought they were a smart person, and they disagree with my politics. What's wrong with them? And because of this disagreement, because they must be an idiot... If they don't have your politics, you stop following them. You completely cut them off, right? You say, well, they were really good, and now they're really bad because I don't agree with this, black or white. Now, there's a great tweet, actually, that illustrates this that my dad sent me. Shout out to my dad. And so this tweet is by Paul Graham. And now I don't know anything about Paul Graham, and it's okay, right? I don't have to completely agree with everything Paul Graham says to quote him on this tweet, right? I'm just sharing this tweet because it's relevant and because it really illustrates this point. So he says, I used to think, insert person here, was smart. Then I discovered that he disagrees with me about, insert political issue here. And I realized he couldn't be because no one who disagrees with me about this political issue could be smart. So I used to think this person was smart. Then I discovered that he disagrees with me about a political issue, and I realized he couldn't be smart, because no one who disagrees with me about this political issue could be smart. So that's just an illustration of the thinking that goes through our heads when we have fallen for the Manichaean temptation. Well, they were good at telling me about marketing strategies, but because I completely disagree with them about their politics, they have to be wrong on their marketing strategies too. They have to be a horrible person. And that's not true. I think a lot of the times we hold higher standards to other people than we do to ourselves. We think that this person has to be all good or this person has to be all bad. Even though we know personally that we're not perfect, I'm not perfect, and yet sometimes we can expect other people to be perfect, to to fully do what they say, say what they do, behave perfectly. And that's not the case. And especially just because they don't agree with you on something doesn't mean that they are completely wrong about every single thing, even if those things are unrelated. So you don't have to discount someone completely just because you disagree with them on one topic. You can still respect that person and you can still respect what they're good at. You can still respect that they're an expert in marketing strategies, even if you don't agree with their politics. Things lie in the gray area and it's okay. In fact, most things lie in the gray area, and yet we always want to categorize them black or white. But if we can shift our thinking and just accept the gray area for what it is, 
we'll just be so much better off because we won't always be at conflict trying to categorize things, tools or obstacles, black or white. We can just let them be. In fact, I would even argue that no one in the world will ever agree with you about everything. No one in the world will ever agree with you completely about everything. So you don't need to stop following people or supporting people just because you don't agree with them on one thing. We're all humans. We're all different. We have different backgrounds, experiences. It's okay that we believe different things. We can still respect each other. You can even imagine a conversation with someone who agrees with you about every single thing, right? What kind of conversation would that be? Hey, what do you think about this? I think the same thing. Me too. No way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hey, what do you think about XYZ? Oh my gosh, I believe the same thing. Yeah, exactly. That's all it would be. <laughs> so disagreement and conflict is a good thing. It can be good. When two people believe different things, it can be good, right? We can learn their perspective. They can learn our perspective. If we have an open mind, we can even adopt a new one. And then when we have this open mind, it allows us to discover the truth, whatever the truth is about something. But when we just believe something and we discredit everyone who doesn't believe the same thing, it's very close-minded. And if we want to know the truth about something, we're not going to get there unless we accept the fact that either I could be wrong or you could be wrong or maybe we're both wrong and maybe the answer is somewhere in the middle. Based off of this, do you think you've ever fallen for the Manichaean temptation before? Has this happened to you where you've completely stopped following someone because they disagreed with you about one thing? Because you thought they were an idiot about one topic when they were an expert in another? It doesn't have to be that way. We can have our disagreements. We can still have respect for each other. I can still recognize that they really know about their marketing strategies or whatever it is. And it's okay if we don't have the same politics or the same belief on XYZ because we're never going to fully agree with someone. So we shouldn't expect that. I invite you all to just be aware of the Manichaean temptation and that it exists. And whenever you catch yourself falling for it, remind yourself, Oh, I think I'm falling for the Manichaean temptation right now. Let's take a step back. Let's think this through again. That's what I do all the time. Ever since I listened to that Dangerous History podcast, I always catch myself. I'm like, oh, nope, I'm falling for the Manichaean temptation. Let's hold on. And it's amazing because if you keep doing this more and more often, you're building up a resistance to falling for it. You'll become more open-minded. You'll become less judgmental. And overall, I think these are very important traits to develop and strengthen and improve on because ultimately that's improving your character. And we spoke in the last episode, episode number six, about improving your character. And well, this is another way to do that. So don't fall into the trap and don't fall for the Manichaean temptation that so many of us fall for. Now that you're aware of it, I hope that you can try and spot it more often. And you really will become more open-minded and less judgmental about things because you'll realize we're all different and it's silly to expect someone to have the same opinions about everything that you do. And if that was the case, then, you know, we wouldn't learn anything because we wouldn't have disagreements or conflict or tension. My dad and I actually talk about this topic a lot because we have both listened to that Dangerous History podcast episode. And he tells me this example all the time is that he was following someone's articles. He thought that the person made good points and my dad agreed with most of them. Until one day he put out an article that my dad just believed was idiotic. It was so stupid and he didn't agree with it whatsoever. 
And so my dad completely stopped reading any of his articles. No, he must be an idiot, because I can't believe he would put that article out. And then my dad learned about the Manichaean temptation, and he realized. He was like, oh, I fell for it. I assumed that this writer had to be completely bad because of one article I didn't agree with. And then he went back to reading some of those articles, and he realized, well, yeah, he is a great expert in this topic, but not in that. And it's okay. He still makes good points about this, just not this, right? And I think it's so easy to illustrate with politics because we've seen a lot, especially now, about these influencers or content creators or anyone really who puts something out online and then they suddenly go political whenever a big political event happens. And then you see this duality. You see people either really agreeing with them or completely trashing them and bad-mouthing them. We don't need to do that. I don't have to completely stop following them just because I don't agree. Now, I've got a quote for you today that goes along very well with this topic. And this quote comes from a book called The Practicing Stoic, a philosophical user's manual. And this book is by Ward Farnsworth. And in his preface, he quotes Seneca. And we learned in the very last episode, episode six, that Seneca was a Stoic philosopher. So here is what Seneca says in his book, Epistles 12.11. He says, I shall continue to heap quotations from Epicurus upon you, so that all persons who swear by the words of another and put a value upon the speaker and not upon the thing spoken may understand that the best ideas are common property. I'll read that again. I shall continue to heap quotations from Epicurus upon you, so that all persons who swear by the words of another and put value upon the speaker and not upon the thing spoken may understand that the best ideas are common property. Now, a little bit of background into this quote. Epicurus was the figurehead for Epicureanism, <laughs> fittingly, right? Epicureanism was sort of a direct contrast to Stoic philosophy. And so, if Seneca, this Stoic philosopher, is quoting Epicurus, people might wonder, why are you quoting Epicurus? He completely disagrees with you about your philosophy. And Seneca says, well, if he's saying something true and that I agree with, it's okay to quote him, right? I should put value on the thing that is spoken rather than the speaker. I think that is so important. So I'll read it again. I shall continue to heap quotations from Epicurus upon you, so that all persons who swear by the words of another and put a value upon the speaker and not upon the thing spoken may understand that the best ideas are common property. The best ideas are common property. I think that's a great quote. Just to do a little bit of a recap, the Manichaean temptation is an innate psychological tendency that, if left unchecked, can lead to bad thinking and bad behaviors. This tendency to put things into boxes, black or white, instead of acknowledging that there's a huge gray area of things. The Manichaean temptation is a heuristic that we really do need to check in with often. We tend to expect others to be perfect, and yet we give ourselves lots of leniency on things. And so if we acknowledge the fact that other people aren't perfect as well, it allows ourselves to become much more open-minded and a lot less judgmental about them. We become more accepting and we can learn more things with our open mind. We can gain new perspectives and we can get to the truth, which, as we learned in episode two, is a higher thing, I would say. And if you don't know what I mean by higher thing, I recommend you go back to that episode two and learn about it because I totally believe that truth is one of those higher things. And that is all I have for you today. 
Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you want to check out my website, you can go to whatwestayalivefor.buzzsprout.com. That's whatwestayalivefor.buzzsprout.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at podcast. If you have any recommendations, any comments, you can feel free to message me on there. And then hopefully I'll be setting up some other forms of contact because I know not everyone has Instagram. Thank you again, and I will see you next Tuesday, hopefully. I know I have been saying I'll see you next Tuesday in a lot of podcasts, and then I don't post on Tuesday. That is just the result of taking 17 credit hours this semester, but hopefully I will be more consistent with Tuesdays. That is my goal, but if it doesn't come out on Tuesday, just know that it'll be out in a few days, but once a week. That is what I'm sticking to. And if it happens to be on a Tuesday, that's even more perfect. All right. Thank you again. And I will hopefully talk to you next Tuesday.